Four Seasons of Epic Fantasy, Season 1, Episode 2. Welcome to Four Seasons of Epic Fantasy. I'm Thomas the Epic. I'm Leah, the Destroyer of Automobiles. And I'm Jeremy, the Exhausted One. Okay, today we're going to be talking about overcoming challenges in writing. Uh, We picked a handful to talk about, and so we're going to go ahead and dive into the first one and come up with some solutions, right? Okay. Right. Numero uno, finding the time to write. How do we... Find the time to write. Um, when do you write, Leah? Any chance I get, which is sometimes like two minutes here, three minutes there, pull my phone out and record, you know, voice to text once in a while, 15 minute breaks at work. Sometimes I do it then. Otherwise, the only time that I can get some good writing done is after I put the baby to sleep. So sometime after eight and before 11 o'clock at night, if I <laughs> want to be able to actually function the next day and not be a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Jeremy, when when do you write? Pretty much 8 to 8.30. Uh, I try to make it a habit every day. Even if I don't get that amount of time, I try to at least write a sentence at that point. Um, it's generally about the only time I get. <laughs> yeah, so one thing that I do, so I write in the mornings, usually between like 6 and 8. How I started with that is I started with... This is what I usually tell people. Um, Waking up 30 minutes early to get some writing done. Um, For me, I choose the mornings because that's the only time nobody's going to schedule something. Um, (laughs) Hopefully. uh, You know, every once in a blue moon, I have a conference call with our New York office at my work at like 8 in the morning. But most of the time, nobody's planning stuff that early. Um, That's early for you? Okay, that makes more sense, the waking up 30 minutes early. Because I was like, well, 30 minutes earlier for me would be 5 a.m. Yeah, that's pretty too, <laughs> Like, I think, yeah, it's, I, yeah, so, so, okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, did sense. I mention I go into the office at about 9? Mm. Well, I go into the office about 10, but I'm going to I usually get up going. at about 5.55 to 6, and I'm out the door by 6.15. And I got to be at the office by 6.45. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like settling in to write right as you're uh, going into work. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Which is why you say, you know, you do it wherever you can. You do it in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why things like like Google Voice to Text and Google Docs, that's super handy. Yeah. So, Jeremy, you brought up, uh, and this is going to kind of transition to our second thing we want to talk about finding your sanctuary and we're not talking about you know quasimodo or (laughs) it's it's about finding a place where you can avoid the disturbances of of life uh yes it's gone for me from getting up at 2 30 in the morning for the first book i was writing to the next book i ended up finding my sanctuary in the bathroom. And that was where I wrote because no one would bother me when in there. Laptop would go in with me and that's where I would stay for 30 minutes. (laughs) Well, yeah, having kids. Uh Well, having kids, even then they... (laughs) They'll knock on the bathroom. Yeah, I can't, I can't go to the bathroom without disturbances. I've got the child trying to turn the doorknob, and I see, like, the cat's paws sticking underneath the door. Like, Ignore the too. cats. Yeah. So I work, um, I usually write in my office downstairs, um, which I've gotten some 
leftover things from my work that they were getting rid of, like a corner desk and a nice screen and a pleather chair. It looks like a legit rider's chair. It's like brown pleather. Nice. With, you know, That's wooden awesome. arm pieces. So it's Sounds like, very pretty. Like, like, this is like legit. <laughs> like the only thing I'm missing is like long hair and uh, stubble. You, you do have long hair and stubble. Wait, okay. Then I, then I am meeting the stereotype. Yeah, I think you're meeting the stereotype just <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you're doing Except my, my shirt is probably a little too nice. It needs to be... That shirt's not know. that nice. It's adorable. Don't get me wrong. It's adorable. It's covered in little flowers, but it's not like... This shirt is fantastic. You're right. It is fantastic. That doesn't mean it's nice. <laughs> I have like a reverse pattern tie that I wear on it, too. Oh, that sounds hideous. <laughs> I, I like to turn heads. Okay. That's why I have my neon shoes on today. Um, so, <laughs> transitioning to the next... And dirty pants. <laughs> and dirty pants from the darn table here at the library. Okay. Um, do you have a sanctuary, Leah, where you write... Uh, I have a toddler. There is no sanctuary. <laughs> there is no place safe. Oh. Um, I sometimes can write at work once in a while on my breaks or on my lunch, but that is if I can also get away from my coworkers and my boss. <laughs> so as of right now, I'm still working on getting a sanctuary for myself put together. At the, the last place I worked outside of the office, there was like this little like garden mm-hmm. spot with like benches. I'd love to just go and sit there and write, but now at my current place, yeah, I don't have that at work. Before I met my uh, significant other, I had my own apartment with an extra room. That was my office, and I had a balcony, and I could sit out there and write all by myself. It's you know pretty wonderful. I used to write in the library at the U. Oh. I, um, my office, for some reason, is an exception, but I usually can't write in small rooms. Like, the room has to be big. Oh. I don't know if it's for my ego or my imagination or something. <laughs> I could write in a closet if I can find a place yeah, to put myself. I, I had a time where I would drive at lunchtime, uh, drive to a library, or not to a library, but to a park. And just in the parking lot, I'd sit there in my car and write. Although then I realized I was looking kind of creepy, so I kind of stopped at some point. Well, I don't think that'd be creepy. I mean, if you have a computer out and you're writing stuff, well, it would be creepy if you were sitting there staring at kids playing on the yeah. playground. I was definitely not doing that, but I realized okay. my car was parked pointing at the kids in the playground. <laughs> I'm sitting here just typing down here. What am I writing? <laughs> so I kind of stopped. You just got to park somewhere else. That's all you get. Yeah, I need to park in the back corner of the park. Then the morsel crossed the playground. <laughs> just kidding. We're not writing a serial killer novel. I am. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Oh, and I wrote a serial killer short story. Yep. Yeah. Wait, and you're both writing murder mysteries. Yes, we are yeah. writing murder mysteries. <laughs> but that would be the scene from the, you know, the... Well, I was writing serial fantasy killer. serial killer. I was in the uh, mm-hmm. park. Oh, fantasies. So, so it was a monster serial killer. <laughs> Which means it's not murder, it's just eating, right? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a different species, it's not cannibalism, right? No, it's not. <laughs> so on to the second item on our list is uh, getting going. Um, so for me, I have this thing that I call the 15-minute rule. If I can, you know, put my butt in the seat and my hands on the keyboard, and even if it, if it feels like pulling teeth, um, write for 15 minutes, then I can keep going for another hour and a half for two hours. Um, and when I first sit down, I sometimes get this anxiety that says, you know, you could like go upstairs and have another bowl of cereal, or you could watch TV, or you could play crossword puzzles on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, after 15 minutes, 
I can push all those voices away and just get in the flow of writing them words. For me, it's I have to sit down and just start, or it, or I won't. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. I if I don't just sit down and start writing, I will find something else to do to distract me for the thirty minute writing period that I have. Mm-hmm. And so I generally get about fifteen minutes total because I'm easily distracted. Yeah. So. I that get, is impressive. This yeah. dude, this dude has written five novels on like fifteen minutes a day. That's that is impressive. That's yeah. Like proof that you don't have to be a psychopath like me and write for two and a half hours every day in three months. Oops. Although I admit I'm envious of those people that do that. I am too. <laughs> I used to be able to do that before family. Yep. Yep. I have to make sure to turn off the TV. Because I love TV a lot. I get a lot of inspiration from TV. And I just have to just do it, I guess. And try to keep the computer away from the toddler. I find connected with uh, TV and also the internet, um, sometimes I'm like legitimately distracted. And sometimes I use research as an excuse to be distracted. Well, you do have to do research. You don't want to you do. you know, write garbage. Yeah. I use it for research a lot too, but you have to remember to stop researching and go back to what you're writing. Uh-huh. So just keep it in a separate tab, toggle back to it, and pretend it's not there until you need it again. It's like, you know, I think I would, you know, rather... You know, maybe I'll watch The Magicians because that has magic in it and it's fantasy and and that'll give me inspiration for ideas for writing and yeah, those... It's a good show. I like it. I can see that. That's a good show. But if I'm sitting at my at my spot with my defined time for writing, <laughs> I better not be doing it. No, you else. better not be doing that. No. Yeah. And it took me it actually took me years to make writing a daily habit. Oh, not me. Writing has been a daily habit since I was eight. That's fantastic. Yeah, but the stories I wrote when I was eight weren't very fantastic. <laughs> they, they were kind of horrible. Oh, yeah, you should write the stuff I wrote, I wrote in high school, which we're going to get to finding inspiration probably on part two of this episode. Yeah. So let's see, what's next? Uh, oh, yes. This is something I usually do. I either turn off or silence my phone. I usually do that if I'm writing at home. If I'm writing somewhere else and the, the wifey might need to get a hold of me or some whiny client at work, um, then I will usually put it off to the side with like most notifications turned off except for maybe like phone calls. Yeah, I get really distracted by my phone if it's buzzing and it's near me. Yeah, I, tur- I don't actually, I never have notifications turned on for texting. Mm. Um, because if it's an emergency, they better not text me. Um, and then what about you guys? Any other thoughts on dealing with your phone? You, you've made a, a note about your phone, what you do with yours when you write sometimes with like music or... Phone really hasn't been a, too big of a problem for, with me because I didn't get a cell phone until I was um, like in my late... Well, mid-twenties. I refused to get one for a long time because it was, you know, it's a digital leash. I didn't like Fight that. Fight the power. Yeah, well, I just didn't want people to be able to get a hold of me that easily. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of annoying. But I finally got one, so I, I forget about it all the time. Like, I'll just leave it laying around and forget where it is, and then I'm like, oh, I don't need it, and just keep going. But I do use it to listen to music from time to time when I want to listen to something that's going to, uh, you know, inspire the writing or something. Yeah, I tr- I've been trying to make a habit of not carrying my phone in my pocket, like stick it in my laptop bag or, you know, mm-hmm. stick it on my desk. Otherwise, I'll just be like, huh, I wonder about this random thing. 
Google, Google, Google. Which is handy. Keep wearing girls' clothes, you won't have a problem with that because most girls' clothes don't have, you know, pockets. (laughs) Oh my goodness. She's just hating on my on my adorable, fantastic, amazing shirt. I'm not hating on that shirt. I love that shirt. I would wear that shirt. I am also a woman. (laughs) Well, you know, there's a lot of people in this state that would agree with you that I look like a woman with this long hair, you know. I don't think you look like a woman even with long hair. Thank you. I I do the facial hair to try to counterbalance that. Yeah. And talking extra low tones, like, you know. So I I kind of followed her trend with the, I took forever to get a cell phone, and it actually required me being stuck on a freeway one time and my wife panicking because she didn't know where I was, and neither did my work, to actually get me a phone. Um, So now my phone is still silenced all the time and it makes everybody angry because they can't just get a hold of me me too and so they get so mad whenever they want I know so I just leave it off and if I notice a blinking light oh someone did something I don't recommend this for people who have to be connected but for me who I sit at my desk programming computers or writing whatever I do I don't need to be well, <laughs> and, and whatever your situation, happen. turn off, this is my opinion, turn off as many notifications as you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do not need Facebook dinging at you. You do not need Twitter and Instagram dinging at you. Hey, this person clicked like on that photo you added a year ago. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. You, you decide when you're doing what. And that also includes committing to writing mm-hmm. when you're sitting down to write. All right. So we're at time. So we're going to split this one into a two-parter. Okay. And uh, we'll stop right here. This has been part one of season one, episode two. This is Leah, Jeremy, and Thomas signing off.